My message is simply Jesus. My message is the heart of the Lord. You know, throughout this week, I was spending time with Him and I was in communion with the Lord and I was asking Him, God, what, what is it that, my, what, what should I share? What should I say to your people? What should I minister to them? What must I say? What must I do? And you know what He said to me? He said, follow me. And I said, okay, I'll put that on the shelf. Maybe give me some in-depth thing that makes me look cool. Give me a whole bunch of punchlines that I can sound all fancy so that people can quote, follow me. No, but Lord, what do you want me to say? Give me, you know, come on, just reveal, just show me something amazing that nobody's thought about. Follow me. Uh, I get, yeah, yeah. Give, give me some, just get something that's just, follow me. Follow me, follow me. See, that's the heart of the Lord. That's the heart of Jesus, that's his message. <laughs> See, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, it's the answer to the problems that our world is facing right now. It's the answer to the problems that you might even be facing at home or in this building, wherever you're listening right now. Jesus Christ is the answer. He is the one. And His heart is for you to follow Him. Not follow someone else. Follow Him. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. What was he saying? If you're following me and I'm no longer following Christ, don't follow me. Jesus is calling you tonight to follow Him. It's the most simple message, but the gospel in itself is simple. A mere child should be able to understand it. But the power is in the simplicity. The power is in the truth of it. And Jesus is calling people in this room, I feel it particularly strong tonight, come. Follow me. See, Jesus calls us to be followers, not to be fans. He doesn't call fanboys or fangirls, he calls followers. The message of Jesus is come. Follow me. If you're in this auditorium, you can take your seat, but I want you to stay in this atmosphere. And where you are at home right now, I want you to stay in this atmosphere as well. I'm not gonna be long, I promise. But I feel that the Lord wants to touch you tonight and that He wants to bring you back to the first, to your first love. He wants to bring you back to the basics, back to the, to the main thing who is Jesus. It's the Lord. <laughs> and He's calling you back. And we can get so busy doing life, we can get so busy for some of us doing ministry that we forget about the Lord. We're so focused on heavenly assignments and some of us who are in business or whether you're at school, whether you're at university, you're so focused on that that you're forgetting the Lord. Yeah, I'm following Him, but I'm not, you know. Jesus is saying to you tonight and to every single one of us, come, follow me. Follow me. There's such a presence of the Lord in this place. 
You know, it's a decision that every one of us has to make. It's a decision that only you can make to say, Jesus, I will follow you. Matthew chapter 16 and verses 24, Jesus was saying, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, if any man wants to come after me, what must he do? He needs to deny himself. He needs to take up his cross. And he needs to follow me. See, this is my message tonight, and I, I'm going to repeat it and repeat it. Follow him. Follow Jesus. That's my message. <laughs> That's my message tonight is follow the Lord. Because that's what he is calling us to. To be so sold out. To deny ourselves completely and to pick up our cross and to follow him. And he's calling us back to this. He's calling us back to the simple message of the gospel. Because Jesus is the only hope. Jesus is the only hope. Without Him, without Christ, we're in a crisis. Without the Lord, we're in trouble. Without Jesus, we have no hope. If I said it like a, a Generation Z in South Africa, we're cooked. It's done. We're finished. It's a wrap. But Jesus came to give us life. And he came to give us life in abundance. But you will only experience the life of Jesus when you follow him. And you see, you are free to follow the Lord. You're free to follow Jesus. He will never force you to follow him. Think about this. I want you to think about this reality and this truth. Every single person that can hear my voice right now, you've been given the ability to deny him. You've been given the ability to unfollow Jesus. You've been given the free will to choose whether you wanna freely follow him or freely deny him and turn away. God will never force himself upon you. He'll never force you to follow him. That's how much Jesus loves you. Knowing that there, were, there would be people in 2021 that would not follow him. There would be people in 2021 that wouldn't come back to him, that he might as well still be on the cross because they're not gonna follow him. But he died knowing that there were gonna be those that would follow. There would be those that would call upon his name and would become sons and daughters. They would become heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. And I believe with all my heart that I'm speaking to those people tonight. We are free to follow him. The Lord will never force you. You know, Luke chapter five, you can write it in the comment section for everyone that's watching at home. Luke chapter five. We see something so beautiful. We see Peter's first encounter with the Lord. There it is. And if you're at home and you're watching right now, who remembers their first encounter with Jesus? Put your hand up. If you remember your first encounter with Jesus, and Luke chapter five is so beautiful because it speaks of Peter's first encounter with the Lord. 
You know, Peter was an interesting man. He had a very big mouth. <laughs> he had such an interesting, he was a very interesting character. And this encounter that he had with the Lord changed everything for him. You know, they went out fishing the whole night and they caught absolutely nothing. I feel like myself and Jade, we know what it's like to fish and catch nothing. <laughs> it's frustrating. But he encounters Jesus and Jesus gives him an instruction. And he follows the instruction. He says, nevertheless, at thy word. And they let down the nets and they caught a great catch. And this caused for Peter to encounter Jesus. The risen, or not yet the risen, but <laughs> the word made flesh. Jesus, the son of God. He has an encounter with him. And you know what's so beautiful? Is the Bible says the following. Let me read it for you in verses eight. When Simon Peter saw it, this is after he saw the great number of fish that came at the instruction of Jesus. These men were professional fishermen. They get given an instruction from someone they don't even know. They follow it and they catch a great catch. It was a miracle. What does Peter say? He says, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. Verses 10, and so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. You know, Simon thought he was too sinful to be around the Lord. But what did Jesus say? Jesus didn't condemn him and push him away. Condemnation is from the devil. Conviction is from the Lord. Jesus will never condemn you. He'll convict your heart to say, come back to me. He'll convict your heart to say, accept me, son and daughter. Call upon my name so that you can be saved. He'll convict your heart. He'll never condemn you. He'll never tell you you're not good enough. If you ever hear a voice telling me, telling you that you're not good enough, it's straight from the pit of hell. The Holy Ghost works by conviction, and he, I believe that conviction is taking place tonight, that there's hearts that are in this room that are at home across the continents of the world, and the Holy Spirit is convicting your heart even right now because you've been focusing on all this other stuff. You've got distracted by the world around you. You haven't been focused on the Lord, and he's convicting your heart right now to come back to him and to follow him once again because what takes place, <laughs> he says, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. <laughs> Verses 11, listen to this. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. You will never be able to follow Jesus without forsaking everything. When you follow Jesus, you forsake your name. <laughs> You forsake what you once knew. You forsake your own will. You forsake your own assignment for His. You want to know something? His is always better than ours. He created you. He knows you better than you know yourself. But you'll never effectively be able to follow Him until you forsake everything. And for a lot of us tonight, you're listening to this message. You're in this room right now. You've been following Jesus, but not to the length that you should be. Not to the closeness that you should be. Because you haven't forsaken everything yet. You haven't forsaken those certain friendships that are not beneficial to your life. The ones who are telling you to do drugs. You haven't forsaken that friendship yet. You will never be able to fully follow Him until you forsake that. See, Simon Peter had to forsake his security, the nets, his boat. That's everything that he knew 
That was his confidence. That's what he trusted. That was what put food on the table. But the Bible says something. He encountered Jesus and he forsook everything and followed him. Tonight, I believe that God is convicting people's hearts with this simple message to forsake everything and follow him. Because it doesn't matter what you've ever done, he paid for it on the cross at Calvary. 2,000 years ago, the price was paid so that you could accept him as Lord and Savior. But the one thing God will never do is overstep your free will. He will never do that because he's a loving God. He didn't, if he wanted robots, he would have made robots. But he created you with this mystery of a free will where you can choose to actively deny him. To say, I don't want what you did. When they ripped out your beard, I don't really care about that. I don't need that. Because I'd rather do what I want to do instead of forsaking that and following him. But tonight, by the Holy Ghost, he's convicting your heart to come back. He's convicting your heart to once again forsake everything. Put a cross, put, throw away the fishing nets. Throw away the pornography. Throw away that wicked thing that you've been doing and follow him. Tonight I feel this in my spirit that there's people, you're so bound by pornography. Tonight as you forsake everything and as you give your life to the Lord, it's gonna set you free and you will follow him all the days of your life. And I decree upon you that you shall preach to the nations of the world. You shall be a man of God in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't know who that's for, but I hear it in my heart. The Lord gives us the freedom to follow him. Matthew chapter four and verses 19 is a different, it's the same account, but from a different perspective. And he says, Jesus said, come and I'll make you fishermen of men, fishers of men. You're gonna catch men. You're gonna capture them for the kingdom of God. See, we've got to determine every single one of you that can hear my voice to drop everything and to follow him. To forsake it all and to follow our king. Even when it's not popular, even when it's not celebrated, and what I want you to recognize is the song that we were singing before I got you, Jesus at the center of it all. You know that we're living in times right now where you're gonna have to pay a price to sing that song, where people around you are not gonna agree with that. Jesus is not the center, where people are gonna persecute you for singing that. Will you still follow him when all the fanboys are gone? Will you still follow him when it's not popular anymore? Where they're saying the gospel is fake and it's hate speech and it's all of this and that. Will you still follow him? See, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, and this rings in my spirit, it rings in my heart every time I read it. Verses 28, he says, come to me. Come to me. <laughs> come to me. He's calling us. This is the gospel. This is the good news, it's great news. Jesus is calling you. Come to me. Who is he telling to come to him? All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's some of you that are so burdened by the things of this world, you're so weighed down. You're in a constant state of depression and you might be 15 years old and you're depressed and you're listening to this right now. Jesus is calling you, come to me. You don't have to have all these heavy burdens upon you. This is the message, the simple gospel. 
but I can feel the presence of the Lord upon it. I can feel His sweet anointing in this place. I can feel His anointing upon my body, and I can feel it going forth and touching people right now. Because I made up my mind, Jesus, I will follow you all the days of my life. And he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and I'm lowly in heart, and, I will, and you will find rest for your souls. Verses 30, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know what the burden of Christ is? You know what the burden of Jesus is? It's to simply believe. That's the burden that he gives us. To simply live by faith, not by sight. To simply believe the gospel. To simply believe that he came, that he died a criminal's death, that he was on a cross, then he was put in the grave, and three days later he rose in glory, and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. That is the burden that he gives us, to simply believe, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's all he asks of us. Number one, to follow him, and number two, to simply believe. Believe when everybody else around you is doubting. Believe when your circumstances look contrary. Believe when everything around you is falling apart. Believe. That's what he calls us to. To believe. <laughs> to simply believe. Because his burden is light. And his yoke is easy. See, I believe that there's people that are watching me right now and you're so weighed down by the weight of everything that's happening around you. This scripture's for you. And Jesus, this is his heart for you tonight to come unto him so he can give you rest. His yoke is easy and his burden, it's light. But you choose to simply believe. And number two, you simply choose to forsake everything and to follow him. This is the message of the gospel. And so I want to ask you this question tonight. I want to ask you this and I want you to answer it. Are you truly following Jesus? Have you forsaken and forsook everything? Are you truly following Jesus? And the second question I want you to answer in your heart tonight is, are you where you're supposed to be? Are you in the place right now where you are supposed to be? Just as Peter and John must have walked behind Jesus, are you in that same position today? Because if you're not, tonight's your night. Tonight's your night to change everything. Tonight's your night to make a decision that will change your life forever. Tonight is your night, young people that's in this room and every single one of you that's watching me at home. Tonight is your night to choose to wholeheartedly follow Him. See, I've heard Pastor Kevin say this many a times and it resonates with my heart. Many people are bold and they say, man, I will die for Christ. I will die for the gospel. But the question is rather in this hour in 2021 where there's wickedness all around us, where there's hate all around us, where there's depression and disease and destruction, will you live for Him now? Will you be the one that points to Jesus Will you be that one? <laughs> Will you be that one when everybody hates you because of his name? 
Will you still follow him when everybody doesn't like you? And these are questions that I want you to answer in your heart. Because this is what Jesus is calling us to, you at home and in this room. This is what he is calling us to, to be so fully persuaded, to be so sold out that we will follow him all the days of our lives. And you see, I know that there's many people in this room that you've made so many mistakes. And here's the thing, what I wanna show you tonight and what I wanna say tonight is that in the beginning, you were like the person, you were like Simon Peter in Luke chapter five. You were fired up to follow Jesus Christ. You took your fishing nets and you tossed them and you said, I'm following him. And that was your life at a time. You were so sold out for the gospel. You were so sold out for the Lord. You were following him with zeal and with passion. But all of a sudden, something took place. All of a sudden, you did something that you said you would never do. Perhaps you said, I'm never gonna watch pornography again. I'm never gonna, I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna go drinking again. I'm never gonna do drugs again. I'm never gonna slander again. I'm never gonna swear again. But you did the very thing that you said you wouldn't do. You know, Peter also did that. Peter said, Lord, I will never deny you when Jesus was saying that God will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. And Peter puffs up and says, I will never deny you. I will die for you. I will never. He was very specific. I will never deny you. And this is all taking place in Matthew chapter 26, one chapter. And what takes place? Peter does the very thing that he said he would never do. He denies Jesus three times. And not only did Peter deny Jesus three times, but previously in Matthew chapter 26, when Judas Iscariot comes and Jesus says, do what you've come to do, all the other disciples who also said with Peter that they will never deny him, that they will never desert him, that they will rather die. And if you look in the scripture, it says, and they also all said it. They all scattered. They all denied him. They all ran away. <laughs> because at that very moment, it wasn't popular to be a follower of Jesus. And I believe that there's people tonight, you're at home and you're also in this room. You were once in Luke chapter five where you were following him with zeal and with passion, but all of a sudden, Matthew chapter 26 and verse 58 happened and you denied him. All of a sudden a servant girl came and Peter denies it, denies Jesus to a servant girl. <laughs> denies it to a servant girl once, denies him to a servant girl twice with an oath denies him again to a group of people a third time. He actually curses. I don't know that blanket man. This is Peter, the one who was in Luke chapter five, who forsake, who gave everything away to follow Jesus. That's that same one and perhaps this is convicting your heart and even you at home and every person in this room that you are like that in Luke chapter five once you sold everything and you pursued him with everything. But a couple years later, things started to happen. You started to do the things that you said you wouldn't do. And you allowed for that, the thing you, laid, you allowed for your denial of Jesus. Maybe it wasn't denying him with your mouth. You know, I, I, I told the Lord, I will never deny you, but I can say this, I've denied him with my actions. Where I didn't obey his voice, where I did something I wasn't supposed to, I might have not blatantly said it with my mouth, but I had denied him with my actions. Don't allow your mistakes to make distance between you and the Lord. Don't allow the dumb things that you might have done in your past create distance between you and Jesus because he's the solution to the problem that you're facing. 
You know, the devil wants us to run away from the answer. Jesus is the answer. So we do something dumb like what Peter did. It might not be to that extent. Maybe it's watching pornography. Maybe it's saying something you shouldn't do. Maybe it's lying. And instead of running to the answer, we run away. I want you to get this. Matthew chapter 26 and verses 58. Because we were once following Jesus so close and with so much passion and with so much zeal in Luke chapter 5. But a couple of years later, we find ourselves in Matthew chapter 26 and we, we've made a mistake and we, made, we did something dumb. And we've allowed for that to make us follow but from afar. We're no longer falling right with Him. We're no longer in His shadow. We're afar off. We're no longer close to Jesus. The Bible says this, Matthew chapter 26 and verse 58. But Peter followed. This is after he scattered and ran away before his denial. The Bible says, but Peter followed him at a distance. Peter was still like, Lord, I know, I love you, but I, I'm going to follow but from afar. I'm still following him, and maybe this fits your circumstance tonight. You at home, maybe this fits the very situation that you're facing. You love Jesus. You go to church. You're a good person. Good people are going to hell every single day. The only way not to go to hell is to call upon the name of the Lord. That's a side note. But maybe this fits your circumstance and your situation. You're still following Jesus, but you're following from afar. Don't allow your mistakes and your mess-ups and your denials to distance you from the answer. Don't allow it to distance you from Christ. Don't allow it to distance you from Jesus. And I've said all of this just to say this. We then get to John chapter 21. And this is after Peter has denied Christ three times. And he runs away after the the crow or whatever you want to call it, the rooster, whatever it's called, chicken, <laughs> after it's crowed. And he, he runs away because the words of Jesus ring in his ears that Jesus told him that you would deny me and Peter, or Jesus told him that you would deny me, Peter. No, 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 never, never, never. After he does it, he recognizes that which he has done and he runs away. Then we get to Luke chapter, I mean, John chapter 21. And I want to show you something and I need to do this quickly. We get to John chapter 21, and the Bible says the following, Simon Peter said to them, speaking to the disciples, I am going fishing. So what took place? Peter messed up, made a blunder, and instead of coming back to Jesus, he went back to what he used to do. Don't run away from Jesus, run to him. So the disciples who were once fishermen went back to their occupation, their previous occupation, before they knew the Lord. The Bible says the following, Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we are going with you also. So the disciples went with them, went with Peter to go fishing. Now check this out. This is a setup for what took place in Luke chapter 5. They went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. Does that sound familiar? What took place in Luke chapter 5? They had been out all night, and they caught absolutely nothing, because John chapter 21 is a setup. 
Simon went back to what he knew best. He tried the Jesus thing, but it didn't quite work out, made too many mistakes. Let me rather go and try and make it on my own. Let me rather not follow the Lord. Let me rather go and do my thing. I'll follow him from afar, from a distance. I'll still go to church. I'll still won't swear, but I'm gonna follow from afar. And so he went back to fishing, and the Bible says the following. John chapter 21, verses four to seven. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, children, have, any, have you any food? They answered him, no. And he said to them, cast them down the right side of the boat and you'll find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, it's the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put out his outer garment, for he had removed it and plunged into the sea. And he swam unto Jesus. See what I wanna say to you tonight, every single one of you that's tuned in, however you're watching, and every single person that's in this venue, is that Jesus was restoring Peter in this very chapter. He did the same miracle that he did in the beginning when he first called him. The first time when he called Simon Peter, he did this miracle. Now Peter had gone away from the Lord. He had denied Jesus, and Jesus has the same miracle to say, Peter, I'm not the same. The Bible says even when we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny who he is. And so I believe with all my heart that Jesus did this particular miracle, the same one that he did in Luke chapter five, to bring Peter back to him, to reconcile him back to himself. Then he asks Peter this question. He asks him, do you love me? Three times he asks him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? See, I believe that the Lord knew. He knew Peter's heart. He knew that he loved him, but I believe that Peter needed to hear it. He needed to hear it come from his own lips. He needed to hear himself say, Jesus, I messed up. I denied you, but I love you. I love you, Lord. And this is what I wanna to say to you tonight, and then I'm gonna bring it to a close. Verses 18, after Jesus asked Simon Peter this question three times, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Asks him three times. Peter gets offended the third time. Don't get offended. Verses 18, I tell you the truth, when you were young, this is Jesus speaking to Peter, listen to this now and hear me closely. I tell you the truth, when you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to him to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. You know, Peter was crucified upside down. And then Jesus told him, follow me. This is the hour for us to come back to him and not to follow from afar. Do not allow your mistakes to push you away from the Lord. Don't allow your mistakes to push you away from Jesus. You know, the Bible says the following Psalm chapter 91 and verses one, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. See, my shadow is not far away from me, it's right here. See, in order to be in his shadow, you need to be close to him. Do not believe the lie that your mistakes must make distance between you and the Lord. Jesus can reconcile you tonight unto the Father. He can cleanse you from every sin that you might have committed. As you call upon his name, as you make him the center tonight, he will wash you clean as snow. He will make you new. Tonight is the night, and I can see it in people's faces in this venue. 
and I can see you at home in the Holy Ghost by the Spirit, that God is convicting your heart to come back to the basics. Come back to Jesus. Doesn't matter if you denied him three times. He's calling you tonight. He's calling you. Bible says whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I gotta believe in my heart and confess with my mouth, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the good news. See, there's people out there that are just getting hit with bad news every single day. Jesus is good news. So wherever you are, if you wanna pray this prayer real quickly with me, quickly, 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 if you wanna pray this prayer, I want you to repeat this after me. If you wanna make your life right, every eye closed at home, every eye closed, if you wanna make your life right with God tonight and you wanna come close to Him again, you wanna follow Him once again, this is your night. Say this with me, dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and that you rose again. I confess that I've sinned against you, but I repent right now of all of my sin. Jesus, come into my heart, wash me, cleanse me, let me never be the same again. You are my Lord, you are my Savior. I turn away from my old life and I choose to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen.